you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. We have another episode for you today. It is Thursday, March 30th, and there is a ton of big news coming out of the NFL and NFL free agency. We're going to cover it all today, Um, but thanks for stopping in. You can watch us on Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube and as um, also on Amazon Prime Video. Always stumble over that one, but we are also there. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Amazon Music. Uh, So wherever you are watching the show from, we appreciate it. And like I said, Lamar Jackson on the move, or he wants to be at least. I mean, that's big. Do you think he is? I don't see. Here's the thing. It's getting pretty personal. So can he go back to Baltimore is the question. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like he has a, a super robust market, so can he go back to Baltimore? And might I say, Baltimore fans are not the most forgiving. No. Um, uh, does, he, does he feel like a jet to you? I don't know. Either way, we're going to talk about Lamar it. Lamar feels like a jet. We're going to talk about it to start the show. Tim's rant is going to be on Lamar and the Ravens, kind of both of them. And then we will have hits and misses to round out the first segment. In the second segment, though, we will have another rant and kind of leading into a discussion on Will Levis. We've kind of been talking about him a good bit. It's been probably an episode or two since we last yeah. discussed him. Uh, things change. Pro Day looks pretty good, so we're going to discuss that. They look good. Uh, and then we'll have the news to round out the second segment there. And then in the third segment, it's going to be this or that, Daniel Jones edition. So 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, Daniel Jones, or for this season. So Just who do you season. want? If you could get him somehow, some way, who would you rather have start for your NFL franchise this year. Now everything is included though. So so like what they're getting paid, right? Yeah. Salaries count here. Like, oh. we're, we're counting everything. We're talking about the situation they're in. Right? So for example, Dan Judge Brian Dable, that's an asset for him in this in this little yeah. game here. So. Yeah. Anyway, the Lamar Jack situation, the the whole story is just kind of weirder and weirder basically by the day. For those of you who don't know, he goes out and releases a tweet about what, seven fifty yes was it yesterday morning or was that this morning? Well it was three days ago. Oh my god, it was. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Time flies when news is just dropping every day. You lose track of the days. But anyway, yeah. uh, a couple of days ago, right, releases it. Right as John Harbaugh is, is is about to speak at the coaches at the coaches meeting. And he goes on Twitter and says, I have formally requested a trade on what, March third? About th- about three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. And he says, you know, letter to all the fans, thank you this, thank you that. Right. So first of all, first he decides he's made a bunch of mistakes. He's made he has made pretty much a mistake at every turn, right? First one. Decides that, hey, what Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson, that was smart. Let's try to get that. Okay, wrong decision. Probably because of his second mistake. Stepmom is an agent? Really? Really? My stepmom's pretty good at business. Advice? Sure. Yeah. Would I like hire as my accountant? Probably not. Advice is different than, hey, I'm going to hire you as my official agent, my official accountant, my official blank, fill in the blank. So, uh, you know, third mistake here. Business partner, partner releasing, what, 1970s looking infomercials about outdoor gym equipment? That guy's talking to teams on Lamar's behalf? That doesn't seem too smart to me. And, hey, 
I'm no, you know, I'm no uh, shark out there on the market. But it doesn't seem like that's a smart idea. I think I can figure that out. Fourth, he's shown that he can't take criticism. He's clearly sensitive. It's not a coincidence that he, that he tweeted right as Harbaugh was about to speak. He's hurt by this. He's hurt by how the Ravens have quote-unquote treated him. You mean handing him the keys of a really competent, really stable franchise? Oh, but he hasn't had a number one receiver. Boo-hoo, you've had like the third best tight end in the league. You've had over the last probably five years. You've had the best, uh, we'll go top five offensive line, maybe ten at worst. It's always a top ten run game. Defense is always super competent, really stable coaching situation. They're bad. You know, Baltimore should probably apologize for that. Right, so I, I don't think there is a market for him for steady, well-run franchises. I don't. First one being like the Ravens. If I'm the Ravens, I'd maybe try to structure like a Kirk Cousins-style contract. Two to three years. We'll give it to you all guaranteed, but you're not getting more than two to three years. That's it. You're not getting more than two to three years, and it's not going to be top of the market. Top market right now is 50. We'll give you a 38, fully guaranteed, though, for three years. I mean, what, what other? San Francisco? Well, you don't need another brittle player. Your tight end is aging. Debo Samuel's hurt a lot because he's a really physical player. Christian McCaffrey always hurt. Trent Williams is, is ancient. Could be hurt again. So you don't need another brittle player as one of your best offensive players. If he gets hurt, who do you have? Right? There could be a three-game stretch where you have nobody. Nobody. You're screwed. I think his market is bad football teams, to be, to be quite honest with you. If I'm Atlanta... I'm giving them basically whatever you want. I mean, Atlanta with Lamar, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, that's a decent team. You can win nine games in the NFC, maybe compete for the NFC South. It's a bad division. You could, you might be able to win that division. I mean, say you sign him to a four-year deal, he goes, you know, 9-8, and 10-7, and 10-7, and, and and maybe they sneak out 11 wins, and, and he wins the division three years. You host three playoff games. You're sold out almost every year. Season tickets are sold out. Stadium sold out. Selling beers. That's a win, right? That's a win. I mean, you're in shambles right now. That's all, of course that's a win. You yeah. started Marcus Mariota for a couple games. Desmond Ritter's your starting quarterback going into this year. Of course that's a win. Of course you're taking four years of playoffs. Three, th- three at home, right? How about how about like Washington? I mean, could we, could we be real for a second? I think we need to quit band-aiding the most important position. Get dynamic at the best position. Get dynamic. In 2023, which the quarterback is absolutely crucial, you're going to rock with Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell. I mean, Brissett with a... Not much better rostering, but I think we would say Cleveland is probably a better roster right now than Washington. It's at least close. He went, what, 4-7? and seven? <laughs> After like 160 yards a game, 12 touchdowns, 6 picks, and 11 games. We're going to roll with that. So let's grow up and realize he's a really good backup. Really, really, really good backup. Not really a starter, though. And, you know, maybe Sam Howell could be this. Maybe Sam Howell could be that. Or you could just go get a for-sure com- a known commodity in Lamar. Instead of banking on a maybe from Sam Howell. Why don't we just go get a known commodity? It's Lamar Jackson. He's right there. How about Indianapolis? I'd strongly consider. I'd really strongly... You're going to sit there at number four, probably get the third best quarterback, whether that's Levis or Richardson, whoever they deem to be better. They're going to probably sit for a year, maybe. And if they start, it's not going to look good for a year. And you're going to roll the dice, hope to hit. Or again, you could go get a slam dunk top 12 quarterback who would be dynamic in Indianapolis. Him and Jonathan Taylor's your run game? Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That'd be good. We all know he likes big targets. Michael Pittman is probably the one of the best possession, big frame receivers, catch radius guys in the league right now. So right now, Lamar's only appealing to bad teams that have issues in key spots. That, that's his market. Stable franchises aren't giving away hundreds of millions in guarantees and two first-round picks. It's just not going to happen. I think it's a very real, real possibility. 
that Lamar sits out this season, that his market doesn't come to fruition, he will not play under the tag, and the Ravens say, sounds like a you problem, dude. Sounds like a you problem. Here's your guaranteed money. $33 million, not chump change. Is it 45 No. Is it really good money? Absolutely. Is it fully guaranteed? Yep. So, that's our offer. You tested the market, it's not there. You're telling us there's a there's a massive market, we got to give you guaranteed money? Why? Nobody else is going to give it to you. We can stand firm. We have all the leverage. All of it. So a very real percentage chance that he misses the season. And look, I like Lamar. Do I think he could use some work on his throwing? Yeah, of course he could. But he's a lot better of a passer than I think people give him credit for. I'm not a huge fan of his attitude or his like off-the-field persona. Kind of gives you like a... I mean, we know he works hard, but kind of like a... Eh, yeah, I'll go ride a jet ski into another jet ski on the beach or play beach football and run into a jet ski. Like, that, stay away from jet skis. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love all that stuff. But, I mean, he wins 75% of his games in the NFL, which that's usually all that matters, right? NBA style, baseball's records and and, and history, right? Football is like, do you win on Sunday? Because the next game's not for another week. So if you lose, it's a rough day. It's a rough week, right? So that's only, like, kind of important. So I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what happens. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it unfold. I mean, it gets weirder and weirder. I don't think you could be odd and weird and noisy at quarterback in the NFL and be hyper successful. Could you win a couple games? Sure. Where where would that service be needed? In the places we talked about, Atlanta, Indy, right? So that, that's what I think his market is. I'm excited to see if they actually go out and get him. I don't know. I doubt it. Does he sit out? I, I don't think it's crazy. If he sits out, what does that do to his value? It tanks it. But, but I mean, Deshaun sat out, and look at it, look what he got. Now, again, I know it's Cleveland, but I mean... I mean... I would it, tend to agree with you. It, it I would tend to agree. It won't look good. Uh, anyway, let's transition here. We're going to get into hits and misses next. All right, hit number one here. Uh, we've said for, for months on the show, uh, leading up to it, and years off of the show, personally... Uh, the, the, the WBC is awesome, and although it, you know it not might not be what the the players mainly get paid for, is that really what the the chunk of their salary? No, I don't think they get paid at all for it. I don't even know. But uh, obviously, the the main salary, the MLB salary, has nothing to do with it. But you can't tell me that's bad for the sport and that's not a smart move. It's not a fun tournament. I mean, these players they, they, they would have been playing spring training anyway. People, oh the injuries, Reese Hoskins. Maybe these players, these people would be playing in spring training. Reese gets hurt in spring training. I mean, it, it's it's weird, though, but everybody from the U.S. is okay. We got everybody coming back. Everyone's in one piece. Yeah, okay, Altuve got hurt. He got hit on the hand. I mean, he'll be fine. He'll be back by the All-Star break, and they'll win a playoff series. It's going to be the same season. It's like That's a really good, solid team, good, solid franchise. I mean, yeah, Edwin Diaz, but that's, that's a freak incident. He jumped. Okay, if he's got good trainers, let me tell you, he'd be jumping about 30 times minimum a week doing his exercises, doing his routine, whatever yeah. he does for pitching. Trust me, I train, I train pitchers. All right? You'd be doing some sort of jumping, okay? That's a freak incident. So uh, uh, to, to be like, oh, it's bad for the sport, and what, what injuries this, injuries that. Look, 99% of the players were fine. Everybody had a good time. I'll bet if you asked Altuve and Diaz behind the scenes, do they regret it at all? I, I would say probably absolutely not. So, Dude, that was one of the purest forms of baseball that absolutely. I have seen as a baseball fan in years. And here's the thing. No, they might not be it might not be getting paid, but they play harder than they they do when they are getting paid sometimes. There I feel like there there's are a definitely lot of more passion because of the because of the length of the season and we've talked about this. Where you get into those dog days in, you know, July, August when they've been right. playing for months, they're halfway through and 
guys aren't running out anything hit on the infield. Right. They're they're hitting something to the outfield. They're kind of jogging, maybe making that yeah. arc a little bit past right. first base, but not really thinking to. Right. Dude, every ball that I saw get hit out of the infield yeah. in the WBC, they're Dang rounding it. first, trying to make it to second base. Trout had a double that went about 150 feet. It, it was a is, bloop single that would turn into a double. I think, so, if anything, it's great for the game. As a just an overall general baseball fan, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think you're bringing light to how good the game can be and how like, you know, how fun that it should be. Like it's the purest form of it. Yeah. I missed everyone here. I've been a big Carson Wentz supporter, and I I said I, I figured he'd have some sort of market, right? You go look at his stats outside of the rookie year. He's what do I compare to? Matt Stafford? Yeah. I was like, you take out both their rookie years, same damn guy. Same damn guy, but Stafford got McVay, Cup, great offensive line, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, right? So I figured Carson Wentz would have some sort of market. I mean, how Baker got signed. Marcus Mariota's got a job right now. Not yeah. starting, but he's got a job. I, I don't get why I'm so wrong here, but I am, I'm I'm not seeing what the GMs are right now. Wentz has no market, might not get signed. Who knows? But it's a miss on my part. That is kind of crazy when you when you list out those other names of guys that do have jobs, and that we kind of think of as a lesser quarterback. Uh, a lot of times, especially like decision making, just off the field type stuff, yeah. and then on the field play has been yeah. absolutely horrendous from Carson. Yeah, and but it's only that one year. I just I think he could. I think he should have some sort of market, but I'm wrong there. Hit number two here. I mean, this one's not really a hot take. I'm not going to like claim that we were the first to it or that we're the only ones here because I mean, 99% of baseball fans are. Uh, but we did say that Anthony Volpe of the of the Yankees, right? Their number one overall prospect, number four in the league overall prospect, is an absolute stud. I think he'd start within a year or so. Uh, he's going to start the season on the Yankees on the big league roster. Uh, look. The kid's just a stud. He can go hit for power, gap-to-gap guy, loves going oppo. He'll go steal you 30 bags a year. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. A little undersized for my taste, but I still think he's going to be a really, really good talent. player. The athletic really good player. talent is insane. Yeah. Strength, I'm, speed, a combination of literally everything that you want in a baseball yeah, player. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's got the build uh, for a good middle infielder, so... Miss number two here. I don't know if the Pirates will be good this year. I hope they will be. Uh, but I thought the franchise as a whole was damn near dead. No fans, no attendance, no real excitement. Uh, but they had Kutch. They got some exciting young guys. I got to tell you, there's a buzz around this town about the Pirates. Go to any bar, Pirates. You're going to get some split reviews. You're going to get about 50-50. Most of them are going to say, I can't watch that stupid franchise. Or... I don't know. Keep your eye on the Pirates this year. And it used to be about 80-20 in the direction, I don't care about the Pirates. Yeah. About 50-50 now. There's a little bit of buzz there's around a little this bit, There's a little bit of an awakening around Pittsburgh, for sure. Um, I've always been on the more conservative side, and I think I'm right. going to stay there. Yeah, as, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to believe anything until I can see it. Uh, I, I will acknowledge the fact, though, that there there is the potential. There's a higher potential this year than most years. Um, I'm not sure what the likelihood of it is. Because we were talking about it a little bit earlier they need a lot of things to come together all in the right way yeah. in the right season with the young guys to be able to put together any sort of like sustained run i would agree i would agree i mean i think you said it best they're relying on a lot of really young players to have the best year of their career so far all at the same um, time though yeah all at the same because time baseball's which is not really, a sport it's really tough to bet on baseball's not like basketball where you yeah. have one dude and it just right. totally turns the tides of your team 100%. for the entire season so couldn't agree more but hey, at least there's an excitement on the team. Didn't think there would be, but there is. Hit number three here. I, I told you that the Cowboys, they're going to lose talent. They're going to regress. They now lost, what, a top 10 tight end in, in Dalton Schultz? I would say top 10. 
Uh, and I wasn't a huge Zeke fan, but he was productive. He was close yeah. to 10 touchdowns a year, right? I mean, but this is what happens when you overpay for an average quarterback, and you're stuck in your ways. You're paying linebackers and running backs and overpaying for quarterback. This is exactly what happens when you get desperate and you, and you get kind of stale as an organization, as a front office. This is this is what's going to happen. It was so predictable. Um, and the Cowboys are going to have a worse offense for it. Kellen Moore's gone. Talent's walking out the door. They're going to be a worse offense next year. I don't think there's a sliver of doubt They're in my mind. The, the, the zone that we call cap hell. Cap uh, hell yep. They can join the Saints uh, if they want any yeah. anything to like expect, right? The, kind of like a roadmap for going forward. Mediocrity. Um, yeah, it, it's not going to look good. So to every single Dallas fan out there that has ever commented on one of our videos saying that it's their year this year, even it's though not gonna this be is, year. we're going on year three of the podcast now, and uh, I have yet to see it be Dallas's year. It's have never you, Dallas's have, year. Was it Dallas's year last year? No, Did it was I miss not something? Dallas's. No, it wasn't. All right. No. Uh, no, they'll just keep losing playoff games. Uh, it is interesting that you look at that division, right? Daniel Jones in New York, that's going to be a cap hell situation. Oh, that's yeah. going to be mediocrity. Yep. Dallas is going to be mediocrity. Now, I mean, if Washington's really going to roll with Jacoby Brissett, that's going to be mediocrity. Now Philadelphia has to toe the line here because they... Now Philly, they're getting close. Now if they pay Hurts too much, they're already starting to lose talent anyway. They right. start paying Hurts too much. Was are that, they was joining that, in mediocrity? Was that their one Super Bowl bubble year, do you think? No, I, I mean, don't think so. Because no, no. I think their window... they're going to be the best team. They're going to be a top three roster in the NFC for the next two years. I think their At window least. their window to win a Super Bowl is the next two to three years while Jalen isn't paid yet. I would agree. I would say probably next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, miss number three here. I just give up on the pens. I, and I said they'd suck, uh, and they, they do suck. Uh, and, of course, they go in four straight, just like I, you know, of course. They're back in a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I can't predict them to save my life. They just, every time I say that they're going to do good, they lose. Every time I say they're going to do bad, and they have been doing bad, they'll go on a win streak. I, I can't get a gauge of this franchise. Yeah. At least they're in the playoff spot. Sidney Crosby's a stud. Gino uh, is Gino's a stud. starting to play really well, so I, I, I don't know. Gino. I, I don't get it. Gino is my new savior. I was at the game, the, the um, Penguins Capitals game. Electric. It was insane. Best environment I've been in. I've been to a lot of Penguin games, but mm. none have felt like that. None. I mean, the animosity b- between those two cities and those two teams, especially. Huh. It's really, oh, it it's really, chippy. it's really easy to hate Washington fans. Yeah, it's they, they make it easy though. They do make it easy. They're, like, they're like Cowboys fans. They are like Cowboys fans. and Cleveland fans. We can we can throw them in the mix too. Cleveland fans are the most annoying people who have never won a thing. I know. Like you'd think they would have won something <laughs> yeah. first, right? Like at least the Cowboys like have some historical success, and even when they haven't been like. Super Bowl successful, like they're still winning ten games. Like I, I like to, be, I, I bang on the Cowboys a lot on this on yeah. this show. But I mean, what, what did they won? They won ten games, eleven games. I think they won twelve a couple years. Like they, been a pretty decent team. They just just went in the playoffs. Here's the thing. But like that's the, the, the Browns have been what like zero wins, four wins. Oh my god, ten wins. Like come on. Like, <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I, you know me. I, I will, uh, I will engage in some of that. And of course, I will be some a debauchery. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like to talk shit at sports games. I'll say it. I mean, and, why would uh, you not? not just not just limited to the game though. The bar. If I'm sitting next to somebody else, hundred um, percent. But at least we can back it up, right? I'll right. roll hard with the Steelers stuff. Try coming at us about the Steelers. I mean, organization. I would agree. That has had a ton of success, stability, sustained stability throughout it all. And then the Penguins, obviously. And notice, I don't ever. No, we will never back up hype the Buckos. <laughs> I will never get behind the Buckos. Yeah. Never. I would agree. That's all we got for segment one, guys. Thanks for tuning into this segment or maybe even just this video. Go check out the other videos. Come back for the next segment. We appreciate you guys watching. That's uh, it for the first segment here. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the second segment here of the issue. If you didn't watch the first segment, go back. I, I Look, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it was a damn good rant today. I was just really flowing. One of those heartfelt ones. I yeah. feel pretty strong about the Lamar Jackson thing because I think, I'm going to say, I think he's been a little unreasonable. I think he's been a little unreasonable. And we're close to it as Steeler fans in the yeah. NFC North. Yeah, it affects us very much so. Yeah. So we, we have to see that team twice a year. Yeah, so I, so I, you know, we like to cover it a little, a little extra. Um, and then we also had hits and misses per usual. I'm going to get into a little bit of, you know, Will Levis, him as a prospect here. Then we'll get into some sports news. Of course, we'll have some this or that little game action uh, in the final segment. Daniel Jones edition. Yeah. Danny Dimes. Yeah. Um, Big D Danny. Yeah. Also, make sure you guys are going to the website, theissuesports.com, checking out everything we have there. Orders are shipping on April 1st, so this Saturday. Um, everybody will have their merch by the 3rd, I'm pretty sure. Nice. It'll be the two-day shipping. And then, obviously, if you order now, you will get it right at the end of uh, April going into May. Love uh, So, orders are can now be taken it's all open on the website go check it out the issue sports.com love that so will loves is coming out as a uh, as a prospect probably the third best quarterback prospect on most boards i think i think most boards you're gonna have stroud and young whatever order you have them in stroud cedar Stroud, bryce young i've seen a couple with like a hendon hooker or anthony richardson at three i i think levis is probably the third best quarterback on uh, you know on, on the board um, but here and here's the thing I do know for sure. He's got the physical traits that you want in a quarterback, right? Big, strong, mobile, big arm, right? He's got he's got all those new age quarterback traits we look for to to match our prototype of a Herbert, of an Allen, you know, Burrow to an extent, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, right? He's kind of fits that prototype. I think he's a little more stiff, not as good of an athlete as as a couple of those guys, but that doesn't matter. But I think we we want to think that anthropomorphic Anthropometrics, right? Size, weight, height, right? Your, your your build, basically. That's a fancy word for your build, is the most important thing. But there's so much more to it. There's so much more to the quarterback position. There's so much more to evaluating the quarterback position. I know we're kind of skewed as of late because a lot of the big-bodied quarterbacks have done really well. And when they do really well, they are absolutely unstoppable. They're insane. But when they don't, nobody talks about those ones. I mean, here's the hits over the last 10 years. With big-bodied first-round quarterbacks. Let's go first-round because we think Levis. Levis is going to go in the first round. So let's stick to first-round quarterbacks, the ones that have hit. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Those are the ones who have hit in the last 10 years. I, I, I think I, the criteria that I used here was like 6'3 and above, like two, 220. Like big, thick like athletes. Sizable right? guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a little bit of eye test, too. Like those are big athletes. Here's the ones who haven't, though. Far more concerning list. Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Now I know people are just Fields. Not yet. He hasn't worked yet. Hasn't worked yet. It's year two. I saw no leap. Jalen Hurts didn't even love his year two. Significantly better than year one. Justin Fields might have been worse. Uh, Jordan Love, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins before he unfortunately passed. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch, Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, EJ Manuel. So, I mean, yes, it, it is a good idea to lean towards a bigger, stronger, thicker athlete. Absolutely. Especially in the NFL wildly physical injuries are a factor right and 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 i could go through all the smaller quarterbacks that didn't succeed because they weren't big enough right so we could we could play both sides of the coin here but a lot of those stars those are outliers it's not like like for example trevor lawrence is a total outlier that's not somebody you're like i you know like a levis who's i don't know about him as a prospect like he's got some pieces but a little bit worried i mean he's a lot of the best quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck and one of the one of the best quarterback prospects since Elway, right? He was destined since 10th grade to be a stud. Right? That wasn't even close. 
Joe Burrow, now I know he had a transfer and you know, his junior year wasn't great. But, I mean, after his senior season, there was minimal doubt that he'd walk in and be a really, really, at worst, a really solid B-plus to an A-minus quarterback in the, in the professionals, right? That was, it wasn't even really a debate. Deshaun Watson, he was like a five-star. One natties was expected to be great. So that one was like, yeah, no shit. Now, you can still strike gold and, and get a, a guy that flies under the radar a little bit. We think it's crazy now, but Mahomes is a little bit under the radar for sure. So was Herbert. People thought of him as too stiff, too mechanical. Josh Allen, he he was not very good his first year. People kind of took a flyer on him, right? He was a little bit wild at Wyoming, small school. So you could still hit hit gold on those big quarterbacks. But there's a higher percent of chance that you don't. Again, I'll read the list. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, Sam Donald, Josh Rosen, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch, Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, EJ Manuel. And I look, I think Levis is not quite as bad as that group right there, but I don't think he's anywhere close to that top group that I mentioned. I don't even think it's really a debate. I mean, here's here's what's actually what seems like a really, really good comp to me, Carson Wentz. I think I think that seems like a perfect Neither are particularly accurate. Good enough, accurate enough for NFL quarterback play, right? 62, 63% is probably where they're going to hover professionally. Good enough to be considered serviceable. Big arm, but going to take some risks. It's not It's not the prettiest throw. Right? Levis has a... It comes out It comes out with some velo, but it, it, it's, a little, it's a little different of a delivery. Again, big, strong, not super accurate. Going to run around a little more than I'd like. And going to make some, a couple decisions a game that I'm like... Right? Potential picks. And also, it's think it's going to matter where he goes. For Carson Wentz, we've seen... In Philly, when he had a bunch of support and that was a Super Bowl caliber roster, he was an MVP candidate. MVP candidate. Goes to Indy, eh, not quite as good with less talent around him. Goes to Washington, even worse with even less talent around him. So it's all, and I think that that's the same for, for Levis. I think if he goes to a really good, stable organization with a bunch of talent, he could be really, really good. Now, maybe not star level, but Carson Wentz's first four years. Good enough to get one of the biggest contracts in history at the time. Right, so I think that is... Seems like a pretty good comp to me. I see a lot of Wentz in him. Um, I, I, I'm not 100% sure what to make him, but I, I don't think he's quite that first group I mentioned. I don't think he's quite as bad as most of the guys in that second group. I think he's going to be somewhere in the middle, which would be like a Carson Wentz who's on the high end of that of that lower group who of the big-body quarterbacks who didn't hit. Yeah, I, I am more skeptical on him. And I do see the tremendous upside that he can have. Yeah, 100%. Now, it does concern me a little bit because his stats aren't anything like flying off the paper at you from Kentucky. Right. Um, 2021, 66% completion percentage, 2,800, call it, yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. It's okay. Uh, and then in 2022, that's kind of like the season that you want to see him take at least a little bit bigger of a step, right? Because you're, you're starting to like <clears throat> right. evaluate more as an NFL quarterback there. It's your last year. Like, right. Come on. You've been in the uh, you think he's a senior, a fifth-year senior. So like, this is the time. It's now or never, man. 65% completion percentage, 2,400 yards, okay. 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. Yeah, that, 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 that's where I struggle. And 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. He, like, that, that feels very Daniel Jones to me. Does it, it not? It feels, yeah, and it feels like college Josh Allen a little bit. A little bit. A Except little bit. He had way more touchdowns. And and here's my thing. I know people are always like, "Well, stats aren't everything." Well, yeah, but I mean, you look around the league. No matter where are the, the the stars, right? Like, for example, the ones I've just read. That's five of the top six quarterbacks in the league right now. I would say Deshaun yeah. is slightly outside that, closer to ten, maybe even outside of ten. Well, the stats tell the story. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence wildly productive in college. 
Joe Burrow, wildly productive in college. Justin Herbert, four-year starter, productive all four years. Josh Allen, I know, is a small school, insane. Yeah. Right, Patrick Mahomes, I know is the Big 12, but putting up numbers. I don't know stats aren't everything. And consistently. But like, I know stats aren't everything, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give me something. Yeah. Are you getting me something? Um, but like you said, the intangibles are there. The intangibles are there. The size. The size is the there. The athleticism is there, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you can't deny what you saw at the pro day, even though it was in shorts and a t-shirt. I mean, that is just... The arms That there. is a cannon of an yeah, arm. The arm. The arm's there. Effortless. Um, so I, I'm excited to see how he plays out, and I agree. He's going to be more of a trailer than he is a truck. He's not going to be able to put any sort of a team on his back. Uh, he's gonna have to. So. He's gonna have to play behind a pretty good offensive line. He's gonna have to have a good run game, so he doesn't have good to drop weapons, back sixty right. times um, every single game. He's gonna need some help from the receivers. Yeah, good weapons, absolutely, and, and probably a good defense, so he doesn't and, have to. And for the record, I don't think there's anything shootout. wrong with that. Like I don't no. think there's anything wrong with needing a good roster to succeed. No, he's just not going to be a Josh. He's not Allen. a transformational he's... prospect that can overcome other things in the organization, like a Trevor Lawrence. Could. I agree with that, or, at or least Andrew not Luck. yet. You need at least a couple of years in a stable sure. organization Maybe. and some time in the NFL to, to figure some stuff out Maybe. like that I don't know. every now and then. We'll find know. out. I don't know. Maybe you're just born with it. Who knows? Either way, uh, knows? we have some news to get to. Absolutely. So let's jump right into that. All right, story one. Almost seems regular at this point. It's the offseason, and uh, once again, the Niners have a little bit of trouble figuring out who their next quarterback is going to be. Yeah. Uh, John Lynch, the GM, says that Brock Purdy has earned the right to be the front runner for the job. He is. Uh, you know, based on his play throughout the the latter part of the season into the playoffs, that he uh, deserves to be the front runner. Should be the front runner. Uh, on the other hand, Kyle Shanahan says, "Yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, we'll see." So, I, I mean, who knows? GM saying one thing, coach saying another. I mean, we have a bunch of time left, but another off season, yet another question at quarterback for the Niners. Um, if they would just have an answer, it doesn't even have to be the best answer, just a steady answer at quarterback. Are they not? A Super Bowl, like, top three to four Super Bowl favorite? Um, if they had, like, a legit dude, I would say so. Um, if you a top 12 guy, not even top 10, not even top five. Yeah, I mean, with that roster. What if, they, what if you put, like, Kirk Cousins? Well, that team? roster, yeah, that roster would make Kirk Cousins look like an all-time great. 100%. Um, it's just, like, a recurring theme in San Francisco, though. Like, every single year, it's every a revolving year. door at that position. Due to injury, due to, I mean, you name it. Jimmy um, G is it Jimmy G or is it Trey Lance? Now is it Brock Purdy? Is it Trey Lance? And it's is weird. It Sam Darnold. I mean, and it's knows? weird because it's the most complete roster in the league that Probably. has zero answer at the most important position. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Like I said, another offseason, the same problem for the Niners persists. Story number two here: uh, Bill Belichick, kind of tone deaf uh, once again, saying that the last he was asked why the fans and the and the people around New England should have optimism. And he said, quote, the last 25 years. Um, I mean, dude, this is the NFL. Somebody's living in the it's, past. Uh, it's win now or it doesn't matter, to be honest with you. It, do, it really does not matter. I mean, Philly, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, got fired two years later. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it is win now or tough shit. Or forever hold your peace. I mean, it it, it doesn't matter the last 24 years or 25, 20, whatever years. Those it matters that the last three years you've been incompetent on offense. You've missed the playoffs. Two of the three years, and the one you made the playoffs, you got waxed by Buffalo, and you couldn't make them punt. You haven't proved that you can do it without Tom Brady in the slightest. No, he's a sub-500 coach without Tom Brady. And it's interesting now because it shines the light on that entire yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, who who really was it? Who was more of a factor? And I think now we can easily say it was it's Tom. Brady. It's Brady. I think it's 70-30 Brady. I would say... Maybe, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. 70-30 Brady. 
I would even say 75-25. Interesting, interesting. Story number three here, the Lamar Jackson situation, we touched on it earlier, but it just gets weirder by the day. Uh, Meek Mill, I swear to God, this is this is true. The rapper Meek Mill is now talking uh, to Robert Kraft, and he is vouching for Lamar. Uh, I mean, good God. Look, if... If Patrick Mahomes was on the market, there would be no discussion. You would not need Meek Mill to vouch for you. If Joe Burrow's on the market, there's no rapper that's that's talking to the owner. <laughs> Josh Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. The, if you're truly a top 10 guy, when you go on the market, you don't need rappers and uh, infomercials talking to, to owners trying to get you a contract or a deal or a partnership, whatever it may be. It's just weird. It's Meek Mill. Like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like Cam Newton territory, but like, for example, Cam Newton Baker kind of shared this, where their personalities aren't really fit to be a backup, although they would be probably one of the league's best backups. Right? Like, I, I'm not a, a huge Baker fan, but would he not be a top three backup in the league? He would be. He's got talent. He's he a number one be. overall pick, right? So, but his personality is not backup quarterback material. No. Like, Lamar doesn't give me franchise quarterback vibes to me. Like, he just doesn't. It gets, it gets... As it gets weirder and weirder, he turns me off to the idea that he has franchise quarterback leadership qualities. He wait, so we're talking about the same Meek Mill, yeah, the, the same one that Meek was Mill. in prison, yeah, that guy. Now Dreams he's and now he's going to go talk to the billionaire. Dreams already has been, yeah, Robert Kraft, yeah, about yeah, you Lamar Jackson playing in New England. Let's see, can I find? Let's see if I can find the exact story. No, it's it's. Is it just see. me, or would Lamar be miserable there? Robert Kraft says rapper Meek Mill texted the owner that Lamar Jackson wants to be on the Patriots. Not even an email. That's on that's on Fox News. Let me see if I can like fully source this. Uh, Ryan Morick is the guy who wrote the article from Fox News. Um, hey, I. Wow. I'm just I, I'm just uh, I'm just reporting what I'm seeing here from a from a good reporter, evidently. Um, I hey, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, nice. I was going to say, that's you. <laughs> we got a little ad going. That's all right. Um, all right, story number four. JT Real Muto ejected for pretty much no reason. Did you see that? So Craig Kimbrell, spring training, it doesn't really matter. But Craig Kimbrell goes to pitch. He gets called for like some one of the pitch clock or something like that. So, of course, he's like stopping mid-motion. And then he like realizes in that moment that he doesn't like the ball that he's using. So he throws it, gets a new one. I did see But this. the umpire doesn't give it to JT Romuto, he throws it right back to Kimbrel. Kimbrel then looks at that ball again, once again doesn't like it, so throws it off the side. Throws it off the side, so then Romuto puts his glove to get the ball, looking at Kimbrel the whole time, doesn't feel it within about a second or two, which it only takes about a second or two. I've been a catcher, I've been an umpire, I've seen yeah. games, I've watched more baseball games than I'd like to admit. It takes about a second, maybe two tops. Maybe. Holds it for about two seconds, doesn't feel the ball getting put into his glove. So he goes to drop his glove, probably thinking, hey, he's going to throw it back again. Yeah. The, the again, umpire not, will throw the ball yes, back to the pitcher. Again, not looking at the umpire, looking at Kimball. Drops his glove as the umpire is starting his arm motion to put the ball in the glove. So the ball then hits the ground. Immediately. Doesn't even say a word. Immediately tosses JT Romito. <laughs> I, I saw that. That is the softest thing. I, I will say, nothing boils my blood more than incompetent umpiring. Like, I... More so than any other officiating in any other sport, because I fully 
like I know a lot about football, but like I played baseball since I could walk. I know every little interworking of not only baseball, but baseball coaching, every single position, umpiring, every little detail. We both caught and umpired. Yeah. Like I know every little detail of what goes into it, how did the conduct, everything. It's just flat out wrong. It's flat out bad. It, and it's, in my opinion, the worst of, well, actually, NBA refs are bad. It's close. It's tied with NBA for the worst professional officiating. I absolutely, it boils my blood. And at this point, if if it means robot umpires, I'm listening. That's all I'm saying. I'm <laughs> listening. I just can't stand when they are so happy to eject guys, right? Like, They're just trying to make it about themselves. Well, here, here's the thing, too. Like, what other sport... Do you know how hard it is to get ejected in football? Pretty hard. You gotta, like, assault somebody, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah or and, like... and do it twice, because the first time it's gonna be a warning, the second time you're gonna get ejected. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, like, can we chill with throwing out starting athletes from the lineup? It's the dumbest you, thing ever. You wonder why people aren't coming to the games. Well, maybe it's because every game they come to, I don't know, the best player gets thrown out in the fourth inning. Or the, the manager. I, it just... It, it, it's frustrating. I don't understand it. Um... They you ever heard an NFL better, coach, have you ever heard an NFL coach talk to a referee? Oh my god, they're berating them almost all game. And the ref if usually a, if a will baseball coach right back. if a baseball coach says half of that, they're gone. Gone instantly. Before they yeah. even leave the dugout. Yeah. I got thrown from a club baseball game, fun fact. My <laughs> very last baseball game that I will ever play got, tossed. got thrown out of. Got tossed. Actually technically I was coaching it, but I was on the team. Got tossed. I calmly asked him if he was trying to let the other team win. I would <laughs> I would expect nothing less. I went out with a bang. Uh, guys, thanks for uh, watching the second segment. Come back. Third segment. Little game. Little this or that. Daniel Jones edition. Now, you'd be surprised. I picked Danny, John, Danny Dimes a couple times. Come on now. Yeah. We got a, we got a list surprised. here. Got a list of 10 teams. Or 10 you'll, quarterbacks. You'll be surprised. We're going to do a little this or that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go, third segment on Thursday, March 30th. Um, we have a, a pretty fun segment. One of my favorite games yep. that we play here on the show, This or That. Uh, this time we are going to be going over Daniel Jones. So would you rather have Daniel Jones or any one of these 10 quarterbacks, or like the other hey, 10 quarterbacks yeah, on this list Yeah. as we go through? Um, it'll be good. It'll kind of give a good temperature gauge of where he's at. Um, in comparison with the rest of the league. And, I mean, because the New York Meanwhile, Giants just signed him for so much. He's paid like a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Um, laughable, so, so this will shed some light on that. But um, in the meantime, guys, theissuesports.com, access to the newsletter. Go to the website right on the homepage. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. Just toss your email in there. Hit click sign up. And then when they send you the confirmation thing, Go ahead and accept that in the inbox, and you will get our newsletter. It is growing, and it is fantastic, so go check it out, as well as the rest of the merchandise on the site. Of course. Of course. All right, hit me with it. <clears throat> All right, so this is going to be this or that, Daniel Jones or any of these quarterbacks for this season. That's very important. Just this this season. season. We're not projecting out three or five years how we do sometimes. So Just this season. Just this year. Right. Let's go. So, first up, we have Daniel Jones or Tua Tagovailoa. See, this one's a little bit closer than you might think because Tua, with the concussion, that's been an issue. Um, and so health is, of course, a factor. I'm going to still give the edge to Tua because I think he will come back healthy. Uh, he's got better offensive pieces. He's got a – I don't want to say a better coach, 
but I think the scheme is better for him. I think it's a very quarterback-friendly system. Uh, I think he's a more accurate distributor of the football. I think he's a more consistent thrower. Uh, now, Daniel's a little bit more mobile, but I think two is a better passer of the football to better weapons. He's able to distribute the ball more effectively to better players uh, in a system that I think better fits him. Uh, so I'll go Tua. All right, let's go Daniel Jones or Derek Carr. I'll go Derek Carr. People don't know Derek Carr has led the league in fourth quarter comebacks uh, since he entered the league. So, I mean, he is that guy in the fourth quarter. He's who you want. I mean, think drags the Raiders to the playoffs, not this past year, but the year before. Goes to Indy and beats Indy. Um, oh, God, who else did they beat? I don't know. They won another huge game down the stretch. My point being, he wins when it counts. Um, he does. He's got an it factor to him. And let's be real here. If he continues playing for another three to five years, you're looking at close to a Hall of Fame resume. Now, the no Super Bowls and not that many All-Pros are going to hurt him. But from a stat standpoint, it's up there in the top 20. Uh, so I think Derek Carr's really overlooked. I'll take Derek Carr. Yeah, we have talked about him a lot on this show, too. And his stats yeah. are impressive. And Big the way Derek he plays Carter. the game is impressive. I think it'll be good in New Orleans. But Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson? To me, this is not particularly close. I'll take Lamar. I think Lamar's a much more dynamic athlete. He's much better from the pocket than people give him credit for. Um, and let's be real, he wins 75% of his games that he starts. Uh, took Daniel Jones, a really good coach, to be able to win at all, like really, anything yeah. above 500. Um, he's had a, he had a turnover problem before Dable got there. Lamar's always mostly taking care of the football. Yeah. Um, and he gives you... Both are mobile, but Lamar gives you more dynamic ability on the outside, so I'll take Lamar over Daniel. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, like the one thing that kind of that I was looking at to maybe go Daniel is the contract thing because Lamar's asking way too much guaranteed, in my opinion. Yeah, but, but I think, it, 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 Daniel's is just as bad, if not worse. I'd rather overpay for special at something. Yeah, I'm like Daniel special at anything, so I, I could live with paying Lamar that. I could not live with paying Daniel that. All right, number four here, Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott. I'm going to go slight edge Dak. Okay. Uh, I think it's closer than you might think because of the contract situation. Now, I know Daniels is bad, but uh, Dax isn't very good either. And you have to think, not his fault, but he's in a system where they overpay other players as well. Uh, so they're a little bit limited on the outside. Um, Can't give him all the pieces he wants. Yeah, but I mean, I will still take Dak. I think the throwing-wise, they're, they're comparable. Neither are super accurate. Neither are dynamic throwers. Uh, both are good athletes, not special. Both are big, so they're both fairly durable. Uh, I think Dak's a little bit – he's got a little bit better leadership qualities. Dak always says the right thing at the podium. So he's too, a bigger yeah. presence. He's a bigger brand, uh, which I think fits the big brand of the Cowboys. Daniel Jones in a big brand in New York is a little more quiet, secluded Eli Manning style. Uh, maybe that works for him, but I think Dak is a is a little bit better of a leader, so I'll go Dak. All right, you're, Daniel Jones is 0-4 here so far. 0-4. Uh, number five, I think this should turn the table. Justin Fields or J- uh, Daniel Jones? Yeah, I'll take Daniel Jones. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't think it's really all that close. I know I know you guys say, well, well Justin Fields with the running. Look, that's why we got to win games, right? Uh, I have to see some sort of improvement. Or you don't have to be insane. But Kyler Murray got better every year for the first three years till he got hurt. Like, yeah. you could see a noticeable difference statistically and with your eyes. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Um, Joe Burrow, he got hurt, but when he came back for that second year, much better. Mahomes sat all of year one, year two, pop. Um, I don't see the pop with Justin Fields. He doesn't win enough. At least Daniel, yeah, it took a lot of support. After the playoffs, he won a playoff game. So, I mean, you got to give him some credit here. Uh, and he's more mobile than people give him credit for, so... 
cancels out some of the mobility of Justin as well in this whole, you know, seesaw factoring thing. So I'll take uh, Daniel Jones. All right. Uh, number six, Daniel Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, you know I'm a huge Jimmy G You're guy. Huge I Jimmy love G guy. Jimmy G. I think he's been underrated. Um, but I am going to take Daniel Jones. Oh, wow. Walking yeah. you around there trying yeah. to find an answer. Because yeah. the other way. All yeah. right. I, I think Jimmy, with his injury risk at this point in his career, is just too much. Now, I know it's just for this season. But also, if I'm, th- if I'm looking at the entire situation in Vegas, if I'm Josh McDaniels and I'm a lot of executives in that building, my job's close to being on the line here, right? Oh, if yeah. I can't win with Devontae Adams, two good pass rushers, uh, Hunter Renfro, I had to deal my top tight end, I got a really good back, um, and I bring in Jimmy G, and he flops, and we lose the division again, work we come in fourth again, uh, it could be catastrophic. So if I'm going to hitch my wagon to somebody, I would much rather it be Daniel Jones. He's more consistent. He's on the field. I know what I'm getting from him. That's the one thing that's been nice about Dable that nobody's really talked about, is that he's getting more consistent play from Daniel. Is it a plus plus no but we know what we're getting week in week out it makes it a lot easier to game plan with jimmy we don't know what we're getting week in week out so i i think daniel jones is right now slightly better i agree with that very slight yeah all right number seven here daniel jones or russell wilson now this one's interesting i i would go russ i don't think he could be i don't think he, he'll be as bad as he was i mean look he had four straight years of 100 plus pass rating and then he had last year i, I think last year is an outlier uh, and Nathaniel Hackett is not a good football coach. Um, they had some bad injuries on the offensive line, wide receiver, running back. So, I mean, Fair. he was dealing with a lot more than people can credit for. Now, I will say, it was a bad – he had a bad year. I'm not taking – I'm not, I'm not trying to deny that he had a bad year. But now he gets his shot. He gets his shot yeah, with an Sean all-time Payton. coach. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be a much better quarterback this year. I think he's better than Daniel Jones. I'll take Ross. All right. Number eight on the list, Daniel Jones or Justin Herbert. So number nine or is that number eight? That's number eight. Okay, we only got nine today. Do we have a tenth? Uh, I have a tenth. Okay, that's okay. All right, uh, uh, anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll take Justin Herbert. That's not even close. Okay. That's not even. Behind the worst offensive line in football as a rookie, set records. I mean, he's just that guy. And he gets a, a better offensive coordinator with Kellen Moore. That's a no-brainer for me. I mean, when you have a guy like Justin Herbert. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, number nine, Daniel Jones or Mac Jones? Oh, I forgot about Mac Jones. Um I'll take Daniel. Yeah, I'll take Dan Jones. Um, I think what he gives you mobility-wise is pretty considerable. Um, and again, I'm factoring in everything, so he's going to have a better coach and a better offensive system. Look, I like Bill O'Brien, but it's going to be the first year for Mac Jones in that system. I just don't feel that that's going to be super successful. Um, and I don't think they have many pieces. Now, I know New York doesn't either, but borderline more pieces than than New England does. So, I yeah, I think, uh, I think Dan Jones is going to be a better quarterback this year. Yeah. All right, last one here on the list, Daniel Jones or Desmond Ritter. We're ending on a Daniel Jones kick because I think that's a Daniel Jones. I don't think it's particularly close. I didn't see Desmond Ritter show me anything that would lead me to believe he's going to be a franchise quarterback. I think Daniel Jones is a very low-end franchise quarterback. Not my cup of tea, but he's certainly stable. Yeah. And uh, a lot of teams in this league cannot say that they have a stable quarterback situation. So, yeah, I'll take Daniel Jones. I think he's pretty significantly better than Desmond Ritter right now. <laughs> I, would, I would have to agree with that. Atlanta doesn't seem to have any like semblance okay. of moving in the right direction there. Four, four for ten for Danny Dimes. That's not that bad. It's not. It's not that bad. But that also doesn't land him to be paid, like, you know, top ten money. No, <laughs> no, that would put him... So, I mean, who? Let's see. Let's find... So, there's Dak. I picked Dak, but then I picked him over Jimmy G. I picked Daniel over Jimmy G. I would say he's somewhere in the middle. Dak is probably about the 12th best quarterback. Jimmy's probably about the... 
20th, 22nd. So so that puts Daniel somewhere around eight, 16 to 18, maybe 20. Yeah. Like that feels about right for me. But he he's getting 40 million. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's uh We don't like that. It uh that's concerning if you're a Giants fan. I would be uh I would be concerned. Yeah, that's but not good. That is all we have for today. So make sure you're going to all the social media. So Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um you can find all of those in the description of the episode in the link tree. Uh, you can also find them from the website. So make sure you're going to theissuesports.com, check out the merch, send it to a friend. Order mm-hmm. something up. We are shipping out our next round right at the end of April, so you got time. Um, buy now, you know, buy buy early, and uh, you will have all of your merch right by, I guess, the start of May, right before we roll out the new stuff. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thanks for hanging out, and that was the issue.